Hey, what's going on, guys? It's JC Sporkas, and I'm back after a few days of just not uploading, guys. I'm back and getting back to this. So um, in today's episode, guys, we're going to be talking about the leaf season, obviously, to start things off, and stuff going on with the WWE. There's been a lot of stuff going on, a lot of news. So I'm going to get to that right after the Leafs. But let's start off with the Leafs, guys. And um, the Leafs did lose to the Vancouver Canucks 3-2 last night. Uh, it was the Canucks for game back after the whole COVID scare with, the, with I believe, 20-plus members of the team catching the virus. And uh, the Leafs did lose 3-2. Now, if I'm a, like, I'm a Leafs fan, I'm not really disappointed in the loss. I'm more worried about Zach Hyman. Uh, Zach Hyman did go down on a knee-on-knee injury and uh, by Alex Edler. And Alex Edler will be facing a sentence by the NHL, like a little hearing to see how many games he's going to be suspended. But we'll have to see how many games he does get suspended. I do believe that it was a cheap hit. Um, and knee-on-knee is always something that you got to look at. Uh, I think he could have avoided it. But last minute, you know, he kind of shifted his body and he kind of got him. Zach Hyman, it was the same knee that he had the torn ACL. So that's a little scare for the Leafs. Uh, Zach Hyman's an important part of this team. He's having a great year. It's a contract year. So you'd want to have him back and ready for playoffs. I'd, there's 11 games left for the Leafs. I wouldn't bring him back. Maybe bring him back a few games before so he doesn't have any rust heading into playoffs. But take your time with Zach Hyman. He's a big part of the Leafs offense and uh, could be useful down the stretch for the playoffs. Now the Canucks. Um, there's rumors that they were going to shut down their season, but they didn't. So I'm glad they're back. I'm glad that they won last night. You know, they deserved it. Uh, they played a really good game. You know, a few lucky bounces here and there, but that's hockey. You know, that's going to happen. Um, Brain Holpe had a great save. You could say save the year on uh, Wayne Simmons. So he looked pretty good. He's back. Um, now, with the Leafs moves, uh, Nick Felino, I believe, has completed his seven days um, quarantine after being traded from the U.S. So that kind of helps since Zach Hyman's out, you know, you can just swap him out. But um, I'm not sure he's going to be ready for Tuesday's game. He may not be ready for Tuesday's game. Maybe the game following, uh, which would be, let me just take a look here, which would be the Winnipeg Jets on Thursday. And then Winnipeg Jets again on Saturday. So I'd say one of those two, you're looking at his debut for the team. Um, he's going to add a great presence. You can have him and Simmons on separate power plays, standing in front of the net. Uh, he can get you some points. He can, he's a physical player. This is a great ad by the Toronto Maple Leafs. It didn't really cost much. Most of their acquisitions from last year to this point have not cost much. You didn't have to break up your top four. You didn't have to get rid of, you know, O'Reilly, a bro, uh, sorry, uh, a whole... You know, Dermot, you kept him, you kept him, and Freddie Anderson's out, but you still got another two goalies. He didn't have to get rid of Anderson. So great moves by Dubas that he's been making. I'm really looking forward to this team down the stretch. Um, now, with 11 games left, is it possible that the Winnipeg Jets can catch the Leafs? Maybe. Uh, they're only four games back, or four points back. 11 games, I mean, the Leafs have 28 wins, the Jets have 27. It all comes to, you know, the overtime games, the shootout points, the extra point that you get for going into OT and shootout, but it's possible. I think the two games that they play Saturday and Thursday this week are going to be crucial to that. If the Jets can, you know, win both and potentially be, you know, tied for first in division. But I do think that if the Leafs 
can take both games or take one. I think it's 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 looking like the Leafs are going to top the division and probably play the Montreal Canadiens. I don't think Calgary is going to come back. They've got Montreal's got two games in hand on Calgary and six points up. So say they win both, right? That's ten points on them. So I don't think uh, the Calgary Flames are going to catch him. Uh, Calgary was looking good to start off the season. They've got a lot of problems going on. I don't think Goudreau is going to be there next year. Same with Eichel. I don't think Eichel is going to be in Buffalo, but Calgary's got to break up their roster. Um, I know, I mean, oh, um, Buffalo's doing the same. They traded Hall. You know, Reinhardt's probably on the block. Eichel's probably, in, I don't think Eichel's going to be the Buffalo Saber. That's my honest opinion. He, I just don't see happening. Uh, Reinhardt could be traded. You know, Casey Middlestack could be traded. I don't think Rasmus Dahlin will be traded, but maybe Rasmus or Stalarnin. So they've got a lot of guys on the block. You know, Omark, Linus Omark, who's just on the block. So who knows where they go from here. But the Leafs did pick up on a Nick Foligno. I like that. And then Riddick. Riddick did lose in his first game against his former team in OT, but that's all good. I mean, he's going to get back to it. Jack Campbell's looking good, so he can just, you know, play the easier matchups, get back, get some rust off, and get back to work. So the Leafs do play um, tomorrow. This is Monday. I'm recording this. So Jack Campbell looks to be the starter as well as Demko. So if you're the Leafs, um, uh, I mean, they did face a lot of controversy. William Nylander for celebrating on Twitter against the Vancouver Canucks. But I think that was unfair criticism against the Leafs. They always get, you know, hated on in, in, in the world of social media. So it was his 100th career goal. Uh, people are saying Matthews didn't celebrate. Matthews rarely is a big celebrate, like a... Like a celebrator but uh William Nylander facing that was unnecessary I think you know it was his 100th career goal I think he's allowed to celebrate I think it's just being over exaggerated because it is the Leafs Nylander was just coming off the COVID protocol list as well so him scoring and celebrating I don't think there's a problem with that based on what the Canucks had to go through but I just didn't think that was fair criticism against William Nylander that I was seeing along Twitter so now let's start off with another um Two moves, so moving on from the Leafs, two moves that I really liked uh, at the trade deadline. So first, the Boston Bruins acquired Taylor Hall. Uh, a great deal for them. So Taylor Hall played 37 games with the Buffalo Sabres this year. He had two goals and 17 assists. He played four games in Boston. He's already got two goals and assists. So he's already matched what he matched in, uh, what he played in Buffalo with the two goals. He's currently playing on the second line with David Krejci, I believe. And as I checked, his right wing, the right winger on the lineup. He is playing with David Krejci. They didn't split up their top uh, top line of Pasternak, Bergeron, and Marchand. So it's Craig Smith, Taylor Hall, and David Krejci. And then you've got Taylor Hall on the second line power play. So he's not playing ice time with, you know, the big three. But, I mean, it's he's only a few games in. You could, you're going to put him on the top power play eventually as soon as he starts playing back to his level of uh, his skill level. So... Taylor Hall was a great move I liked. And another one, Anthony Mantha. So I was late on picking him up fantasy. I was debating, you know, as soon as I saw the move, I'm like, do I pick him up? Do I pick him up? I didn't really know where they were going to play him. I decided, you know, let me wait a game. Let me wait a game. As a sec, first period finish, you know, he was taken. So that was a fault on me. Uh, I should have picked him up right away, trusting my gut, but it's all good. So he's played four games, watched him four goals and assists. He's on a four-game goal streak. Um, 
this is a great move for Washington. So if you look at the Washington Capitals division, let me just take a look here. Uh, I know they're in a playoff spot, but I believe they are with uh, the Boston Bruins. So both making big moves. Yeah, so they're both in the same division. So Boston's currently in a playoff spot. Um, I don't think the Rangers or the Flyers will catch them. So it looks like the top four set. So you could have, you know, Washington against Pittsburgh or Washington against Boston. Washington is currently top division now. With this move from Anthony Mantha, I think this puts them above the rest of the teams because what he adds this, to this goal scoring team is unreal. You know, you didn't you got rid of Jacob Vrana, which yeah, it hurts, but you're getting you know look who you're getting back a league goal scorer in this league. Now, when I look to how they're forming these lines with this new addition, um, Anthony Mantha, Nicholas Backstrom, TJ Oshie, you know, on your second line, then you've still got Ov Kuznetsov. Tom Wilson. So that top six is really, really good. It's a huge upgrade from their previous top six, you know, with Verena in, uh, in the lineup, but that's a great top six. You can have, you know, you still got John Carlson, who's possibly the best defenseman in the league. Um, and you can throw, you know, Manthan Wilson on the second line power play. Uh, I know Ovi's playing on both power plays, which I kind of like they're doing. I like that. Uh, he creates, he's a great player in this league still. He creates, he can score goals. So It'll elevate every power play the Washington Capitals have when he's on the ice. He's always on the ice. He's going to elevate the players, and he's going to bring the best out of each player. So Anthony Mantha is a great upgrade for this team. Um, you know, yeah, they're going to probably play, you know, Boston or Pittsburgh. So I think they're looking like they're, you know, the, the juggernaut of that uh, division. They're going to come out of that division, you know, maybe play a Toronto, a Tampa, and maybe a Vegas or Colorado. So those two, those four look like the four that'll come out of their divisions, but you could give it to Colorado. You could give it to Vegas either way. It looks like the winner of that will possibly play. I'd say Washington, say Washington wins. And then, you know, you have a Tampa Leafs. So we'll have to see how they play out, how they re-bracket everyone from the top four and make it out the top of each division. So we'll have to see how they bracket the teams remaining. Now, WWE, um, WWE had a crazy, crazy release spree uh, last year, 2020. I believe up to 100 uh, personnel got released. So today, um, or not today, uh, April 15th, which was four days ago, they released Chelsea Green, uh, Tucker, Kalisto, Bo Dallas, Wesley Blake, um, Payne Royce, Billy Kay, and am I missing anyone off this list? I know I'm missing the big one. And yeah, the last one, Samoa Joe. Now, Bo Dallas, Wesley Blake, Tucker, Kalisto, or T those three, not including Kalisto. Okay, that's expected. Chelsea Green, they didn't even use her, so I'm confused by this move. You brought her to the main roster and you did nothing. She wasn't even featured, so I don't understand that. Kalisto, he can work like maybe send the NXT. Like, just, why would you do that? I don't, I don't get it. Like, why would you get rid of Kalisto? He was the leader of the Lucha House Party, so I'm confused by that move. The Iconics, how much time they spent building a Billy Kay on SmackDown. Peyton Royce can work. Like, Peyton Royce is the better wrestler between the two. And why'd you break up the Iconics? I don't know. That really surprised fans, but this one, 
Samoa Joe, um, you know, he had a commentary role for the past year. I heard that they wouldn't clear him. So maybe that's the reason why he was one of the ones that got released. He really wants to get back in the ring, but this is a terrible, terrible move. I'm very disappointed in this move. This one really hurt because I'm a big Samoa Joe fan. Like when I look at the main roster, when I look at who do I really like, uh, you know, there's, I put Samoa Joe definitely in my top five. I really liked, he can work. Like he can work Brock Lesnar. He should have beat Brock Lesnar 2017 great balls of fire. If not, then, you know, the feud with AJ Styles, give the belt to Joe. You know what I mean? So that work that he did with AJ Styles on the mic in the ring was unbelievable. If you don't think he's a main event talent after that, then I'm just, I don't know if you should be watching wrestling, professional wrestling, but Vince McMahon really messed up with Samoa Joe. I do see Samoa Joe, maybe the Iconics and Mickey James as well, sorry, on that list to go to AEW. If I'm Tony Khan in AEW, I'm going after those four right away. Bring the Iconics, you know, Peyton Royce already has Sean Spears, who she's married to there. So that would make complete sense. Uh, Samoa Joe and CM Punk had a Twitter altercation between the two. CM Punk uh, also said on the possibility of another match between him and Samoa Joe, anything's possible. So, you know, CM Punk, if he goes to AEW, he's the hottest free agent right now. That would be huge for AEW. That would literally put them on maybe just below WWE's level. Uh, you know, Chris Jericho going on the podcast with Stone Cold, does view does Vince McMahon view them as no competition? You could look at it like that. But if they get the hottest free agency in Punk, you got to believe that they're going to be getting a lot of ratings. A lot of fans are going to start tuning in. A lot of fans are going to prefer AEW over WWE and just stop watching WWE altogether just because of the CM Punk, you know, the CM Punk agenda and the CM Punk fact that he's back in wrestling and everyone wants him back. Now, um, WWE did make these moves, okay? Uh, I heard that there were supposed to be some NXT releases, but I didn't see any. Uh, Velveteen Dream, a lot of people said that he should have been released you know, after, um, you know, a whole incident of text messages with minors and stuff like that. I do agree if, you know, he should have been released if that was the case, but he has been featured on television. So I don't know what they're doing with him right now, but if that's the case, yes, he should be released. Samoa Joe should not have been released. I think you release a Velveteen Dream over him and you can't tell me that there's, you know, so many people on the main roster that are better than Samoa Joe that can outwork Smojo, that can out-talk Smojo on the mic. So there's so many people on the main roster you can just think of on the top of your head that should have been fired or released over Smojo. Now, Joe, um, his NXT work was amazing. He was the first one to beat the Demon Balor. Um, he really didn't have any... I mean, he did hold the U.S. title for a bit, but... It wasn't really much. He's not a mid-carter. Vince McMahon thinks he's mid-carter, you know, based on his physique and how he looks, but that's completely wrong. Um, I'm just disappointed in that move, but move on. You know, I hope you as AEW wish him the best, but that, that move really hurt me. Uh, Samoa Joe was one of my favorites on the brand, and uh, I hope he does great things in AEW if he does decide to go there, which I do think he will. But another big story, Karrion Cross wants to retire uh, John Cena at WrestleMania. Now, uh, John, uh, you know, here was the tweet. So, at Karrion Cross, Cena needs a final exit on the highest note possible. Cena never faced a point like Cross before. 
I'm sure the results would be the same as a second NXT title win. Carrie Cross flies. I would be very honored and very ready. Now, there's another reply. So, at Carrie Cross, Cena, yeah. So, he said, selfishly, I hope he does come back full time. Now, Cena has not said anything. You know, there's a post on his Instagram of Carrie Cross, but I'm not sure he runs the account because it just posts like random IG pictures, but um, has no captions. So I'm not sure if he's the one that runs it. Maybe he is, and he's just teasing things, but that would be a sick match at WrestleMania. You got to love that. Karrion Cross and John Cena at WrestleMania. Karrion Cross, I hope they don't mess him up on the main roster. You know, he's a great talent, and he's got Scarlett Bordeaux with him as well. So that, that could put him above everyone else based on that factor, and she can speak well. He's got that big, scary look, so that's a great thing. Now... The Raw and SmackDown WrestleMania. Um, after that, I'll get into one more topic that I've seen. But Raw and SmackDown WrestleMania did not feel special at all. Uh, no NXT call-ups, no Edge, no Brian. Raw really did not have anything. The Firefly Funhouse returned, but not much. Drew McIntyre is going to be facing Lashley at WrestleMania Backlash. I don't really like the Hunter calling it WrestleMania Backlash. It's kind of dumb, but whatever. We move on from that, but. Cesaro also on SmackDown looks like he's next up to fight Roman Reigns. Speaking of Roman Reigns, um, here is the report that I want to get into. So they're playing the long game. The three biggest money matches they believe they have are all with Reigns, with Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, John Cena, and Brock Lesnar. So you don't have Reigns always win, and those matches would still draw even if he lost now and won it back later. Now, here's what I would do if I was booking Roman Reigns. I'd have him hold the title to WrestleMania, you know, in Dallas. Maybe that, you bring back Brock Lesnar. You got a Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns match and you have Paul Heyman involved. Um, now, the re- WrestleMania following is in LA. That's when you have, you know, Cena or The Rock because they both live in LA. They both love to do probably do something. Uh, the Rock, you know, Hollywood, that whole thing, that would be huge. That's the big WrestleMania. I think next year is going to be pretty big, but that's like, you know, what they should be thinking, Roman versus Cena or The Rock for the championship as a big has one match, you know, the main event. Um, Roman's the guy. This gimmick is perfect. This is what's going to get big him into a big superstar in the business. And uh, it can be done, you know, against Brock Lesnar and against John Cena in a much better way now that the tribal chief is a heel. So The Rock looks like he's like the final boss Roman has to go through. For this gimmick, so that'll be good. And um, I'm looking forward to see what they do with Roman Reigns and Cesaro. That could be good. Uh, WrestleMania Backlash is the next pay per view, and then I think uh, Money in the Bank would be following that. So, Money in the Bank, um, let's see here. Money in the Bank 21. Um, I, I, I see. Uh, okay, so here's a site right here. Um, who are the favorites to win the Money in the Bank briefcase? So, you know, it's got its predictions, what they think they're going to do, but I, I don't know who they're going to give this to. I think Alistair Black, maybe, is who I give it to. You know, he's on Raw. He can do the whole thing with Bobby Lashley, cash in. He was also rumored to take Drew McIntyre's spot. At one point, they're debating between Drew or Alistair, but they gave it to Drew. 
They give the money in the bank to Alistair Black. Uh, I like that move. So give it to Alistair Black. And then, you know, maybe Alistair on Raw. But if I think SmackDown, maybe Seth. Um, Seth and Roman could be a great, you know, SummerSlam match. Maybe they can build towards that. But I think Roman versus Cesaro, you know, give them a program. And then you obviously, I think you got to do a Seth Rollins program with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is, I don't think he's ever beaten Seth Rollins one-on-one so that you could play into that. But Seth is also a heel, so you'd have to turn maybe Seth face, which I would like, I would really want them to do because this whole gimmick that is not working, is not working for me. Um, I, Seth Rollins is one of my favorite superstars. Uh, him and Samoa Joe, I'd easily put them in my top five, you know, Roman in there right now with this gimmick. Uh, I think he needs a whole change on his gimmick. This this is not working anymore. I think it's stale. I think, you know, the Monday Night Rollins, that stuff was rolling really, really good when he had that whole, whole momentum just before that match with Brock Lesnar WrestleMania. So I think you change him, change his gimmick, and fight Roman. That's what I would do, guys. So thanks for listening to this, guys. Uh, Samoa Joe, again, I wish him all the best. That really, really, really hurt. That was disappointing. But uh, a lot of good things to come. Let's see what goes on with the Travel Chief. Go Leafs, go. Thank you guys for listening and stay tuned for the next one.